You are listening to a podcast of Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chula Vista, California. Growing in faith, living in hope, serving in love, all to the glory of God. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The sermon text for today is the Gospel lesson. Let me reread just a couple of the opening verses of Matthew 21. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? Dear children of the Heavenly Father, in this parable, in this earthly story with a heavenly meaning, which son are you? There really isn't that great of an option, is there? Because the first son is rebellious, the second son is hypocritical. There really isn't a good option. I suppose if you are a Chargers fan, it's kind of like figuring out to who to cheer for when the Chiefs play the Broncos. There's really no good option. So which one are you? Are you, are you the rebellious first son or are you the hypocritical second son? Maybe the, the, the better option, I suppose we could say, is the, the rebellious one because eventually he changed his mind and did what his father wanted him to do. Maybe the better option, but still not a great option because it doesn't take away from the fact that he was rebellious and our Heavenly Father tells us to be perfect as he is. Which son are you? I suppose we can all see a little bit of that first son in us, right? Speaking from personal experience, I know I see rebellious first son in myself. Think about all those times God the Father asks us to do something, and we say no. Love your neighbor as yourself, he tells us, and we say no. They're not worthy of it. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Spend some time being fed by my word on a weekly, daily basis, he tells us, and we say no. At this stage of my life, I'm too busy for that. Give of your first fruits, he tells us. No. I'll give the leftovers, but I can't give the first fruits because I've got too many bills to pay, too many other things I want to buy. Don't live like a married couple until you are a married couple, he tells us. Nope. How am I supposed to know if she's right for me? It's not the way the world works anymore. That's old-fashioned. Things are different now, so no, I won't do that. Oh, how easily I could go on and on talking about different things our Heavenly Father asks of us and what our rebellious response is. 
It's one of the first words we learn as children, right? No. And yet it's probably our favorite word through every stage of our life. No. What's interesting about the first son, the rebellious son, is that he doesn't give any excuses, does he? He simply says, no, I'm not going to do that. But even if we come up with the grandest of excuses, in the end, either our answer is yes or no to what our Father asks us to do, and so often in our rebelliousness, the answer is no. Is that who you see yourself to be, the, the, the first son, the rebellious one? Or do you see in yourself a little more of the second son, the hypocritical one? The one who, who says, yes, I'll do that, and then doesn't do it. Think about all the times we've said yes to God. Recall your confirmation day, as, as I recall mine too. Do you remember the question asked of you on, on that day? Will you conform all your life to the teachings of God's word? Be faithful in the use of word and sacrament and in faith and action remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as long as you live? And your answer, as well as mine, was a bold, yes, I will do that. Have we done that? And if our quick answer is, yeah, I've done that, well, then maybe we're more like the hypocritical second son than we care to admit, as we have all broken that vow in many different ways, many different times. The second son said the right thing, but there was no true obedience. And how often we, too, have said the right thing but didn't follow through on it as our actions didn't match our words. Think about some of those other times when God asks something of us and we say, yes, I'll do that. For those who are married, think about the vows you made on your wedding day. Let's use the, the husband, the groom, for an example today. Will you be guided by the counsel and direction God has given in his word and love your wife as Christ loved the church? Will you be faithful to her, cherish her, support her, and help her in sickness and in health as long as you both shall live? And I, for example, just like that second son said on my wedding day, yes, I will do that. And already on my wedding day, I broke that vow. As I look back on that day, I spent way more time with the wedding guests than with my bride. Later that evening, we went to our hotel to check in, found out that the bottle of champagne wasn't there as they promised and as I had paid for. And so there I was on my wedding night arguing at the front desk, my wife trying to say it's not a big deal. But there I was setting her to the side already then, first day of marriage. How easy it is to say yes to something and anything, but then not do it. True obedience isn't just saying what God once heard. True obedience is also doing what he wants us to do. And, and that is why this is such a, a stinging rebuke to what is so often our lukewarm Christianity, which confesses with, with our mouths but doesn't deliver with our deeds. And this is serious business. 
Remember what Jesus said to the church at Laodicea? It's recorded for us. I know your deeds, he says, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Revelation 3. Which son can you relate to the most? Maybe a little bit of both, right? If only there was another option for us today. If only there was the option of, of a third son in this parable who was different than the other two. If only there was the option of a third son who is neither rebellious nor hypocritical. If only. Actually, there is. There is an option there. There is a third son in this parable. Well, he's not in the parable. He's the one speaking the parable. Jesus, the Son of God, is so unlike the other sons in the parable he teaches. Unlike the first son who said no, Jesus said yes, even when it was really hard to say that. Do you remember his prayer before he was arrested? Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Unlike the first son, Jesus said yes to doing what his father asked him to do. And unlike the second son, Jesus, the son of God, actually did it. He was faithful and actually did what his father asked him to do. Earlier in his life, Jesus spoke these words. My food, he wrote, my goal, my purpose, my drive is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And anytime we hear Jesus speak that word finish, we can't help but think about the cross where he said, it is finished. Unlike the second son, he said yes to what was asked of him, and he actually did it. He actually did it. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Philippians 2 verse 8. And listen to what that third son, God's son, tells us elsewhere. In John 15, he tells us, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Maybe the even more familiar passage in, in Philippians is this. I can do everything through him, through Christ, who strengthens me. It's only when we are connected to him that we can say yes and then follow through on it. Now this is also a bit of a, a side note, but it's an important detail about the parable you notice who takes the initiative, right? It's the father. It's the father who takes the initiative with the sons. It's the father who approaches the sons. And that's the way it works with his relationship with us, too. He's the one who takes the initiative with us. Always. Even if there are those times where we say yes and we follow through on it, even for those times when, when we are faithful to what we promise we're going to do, we can't take credit for it. It's only because of what he has said and because of what he has done for us. It's just the way he works. Before we leave here today, though, I do have one more question. Why? Why did the first son change his mind? 
The parable doesn't tell us, does it? It doesn't tell us why he changed his mind. It doesn't tell us why he repented, changed, turned. But maybe there's something from our life experience that will help us give us the answer. Did that ever happen to you where a mom or dad asked you to do something and your immediate initial response was, no, I'm not going to do that. Then you walked away and, and there's a little voice playing in your mind that reminds you about all the kind, generous, loving things they did for you. And then you have a change of mind. You have a change of heart. You change your tune and you do what they asked you to do. Their love for you affected that change. And, and that has to be the answer to our why. That has to be the reason that the first son changed his mind. There's that little voice in his head, too, that was talking to him, and yet we can put a name to that little voice. Jesus refers to him in our text today as John. John the Baptist. It was that voice, the voice of one calling in a desert, the voice of one proclaiming a message of repentance, the message of one pointing to the way of righteousness. It was that voice that was playing over and over again in that first son's mind, and he changed his mind. How do we know? Think about the most incredible thing John the Baptist ever said. As he pointed to Jesus, what did he say? Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That must have been the answer to the why, why the first son changed his mind. It was the forgiving, loving gracious act of our Father through Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to change our mind too, as it already has in many ways. And even for those times when we lapse and become like that first rebellious son again or become like that hypocritical second son, thank God there's a third son here today, right? The Son of God the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Risen Savior podcast. For more information about our church, check us out online at risensavior.us.